Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Mizell, and today's guest is Kelly Roach, who is a business growth strategist. So uh, Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I am excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Ari. Of course, my pleasure. So how did you get into sales uh, coaching and for a growth strategy in general? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my career with a Fortune 500 and uh, I started doing sales myself. And within a year, I moved into sales leadership. And over the course of a decade, I was promoted seven times in eight years. I became the youngest senior vice president in the company. And so I was managing 17 locations. I had a team of 100 people and I was responsible for all of the strategy and implementation and management of, of that team to drive sales growth and profit and, and revenue and expansion. And um, ton of fun, loved it. Um, great career. Um, definitely uh, a lot of uh, burnout and exhaustion <laughs> turns towards the end. Um, and so I just decided to kind of take that show on the road and start using it for good, you know, using it to help entrepreneurs and small business owners to grow their businesses. So, you know, my focus now is helping people start grow and scale profitable businesses and building winning teams so that they can do so without compromising their quality of life. Awesome. Okay. Well, this is definitely the right podcast to be talking on. Um, so what, yes, yes, it is. Uh, what, what, uh, what are some of the, the, the biggest challenges that you see, like the, the top two challenges that you typically see these kind of entrepreneurs facing when they're growing their companies? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there's, there's kind of like the phases, right? So phase one is like, you know, uh, people go into business cause they have that thing that they love, that they're passionate about and they're super excited about growing the business. And then they realize like 80% of the job is sales and marketing. Right. So, uh, the first hurdle is getting a solid system in place for sales and marketing so that you can grow and so that you can get predictable, sustainable results. Um, and then, you know, the second hurdle is, okay, now I'm maxed out. Now I'm gaining clients. I have money coming in, but I'm starting to hate my business because, um, every time I take on a client, I have to work more hours and that's not fun. Right. So the second hurdle is, okay, how do I transition from being a super employee to a CEO in my business? Right. Like how do I, uh, begin to step into a leadership role where I'm getting results through others versus kind of putting every rock in my own backpack and charging up the hill alone. Sure. Um, and, and so how do you usually, how do you typically sort of address that? Cause I, I, I know that you talk about automation on your website and stuff, which is definitely my like, wheelhouse. So where does, what's the sort of initial strategy to tackle that? Yeah. So I think that first of all, when you're looking at, you know, reducing your working hours, you know, while continuing to grow your business, there's kind of like three different categories that you have to really uh, assess carefully and make decisions and investments in. So there's, there's tools and automation for efficiency. There's outsourcing for support with, you know, different levels of expertise in different areas that maybe you don't have in your wheelhouse or that no one on your team is, is skilled at. Um, and then there's insourcing, you know, things that you you want to hire and build your own team to do. And I think right application is super important. So having um, the, the right, the right 
focus on utilizing the right one of those three things in the right places. I see a lot of people trying to over automate things that shouldn't be automated that actually cost them a lot of money. But then on the flip side, not having automated systems in place for things that could create a lot of efficiency. So it's just, you know, knowing that each of those three things play a role. You know, typically when people get started building a team, they're like, oh, I'll just outsource everything. I'm not going to have any employees. It's going to be so easy. You know, I'll just get other people doing it for me. And then you realize like you're paying five times as much per hour as you should be. And that these people are, you know, their own business and they have 50 other people just like you. And you're just like one uh, person that they happen to do some work for, you know, maybe a couple hours a week. And it's hard to build a championship team that way, right? So you, you, you want to make sure that outsourcing is really key when there's something that needs to get done that you don't have the skill to do, uh, that, that someone else can help you to quickly get implemented and and get a tangible result with like, so I'll give an example. So for me, like my first four years in business, I outsourced Facebook marketing, right? Cause Facebook ads were one of my biggest client generation sources. I had no idea, nor did I have the desire to want to learn Facebook ads myself. But then, you know, last year, now that I have a full-time internal marketing person that this is their career. This is their full-time job working for me. You know, I transitioned that in-house. So I went from outsourcing it to insourcing it because it reached a critical mass where we were getting the results that we were getting and we weren't going to get any better results until I took it in-house and had someone that was really passionate about growing our company that was going to take it to the next level. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. And and I, I think that it's not only that challenge of whether you're outsourcing or not, but then once you are going to bring someone into the house, how you find someone that can take on that role effectively and really own it. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, one of the the really overlooked things out there, and I said um, on my podcast, I said, my biggest learning in 2016 was um, the importance of investing in coaching and masterminds and courses for my team. Because, you know, what I did when I decided that I was going to transition Facebook from being outsourced to insourced, I wasn't like, oh, let me uh, figure out how I'm going to teach Stephanie Facebook ads. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I certainly wasn't going to waste our time and money just throwing spaghetti at the wall, having Stephanie try and figure it out for herself. So I invested in one of the best and highest level masterminds available to have her learn Facebook ads from a Facebook ads guru. And you could go down the line with each of my team members. And, and that's typically what we do when we're looking to really put focus on a specific key area in the business, we find the person that that is their whole business and we invest in getting their help to put a really stellar system in place for that thing. So I think that one of the challenges people face when they're hiring is they're like, oh, like how the heck am I going to go find an employee that can step in and run Facebook ads for me, especially when I don't know how to do it myself? Well, you're not, you know, because if someone knows how to run Facebook ads and do it really well, and is getting conversions from it, you know, they're either running their own business or they are doing it for other clients and getting paid to do it. Right. So, you know, there's, there's something to be looked at there. If you magically find this Facebook, you know, unicorn out there that like wants to, you know, do it for you, you know, as your employee. So, you know, I, I think people think that they have to go hire someone that already has that skill set. And the thing is, is, the internet is changing so fast and the online space is changing so fast that it's almost impossible to hire someone internally for your team that's already skilled at what you need them to do. You have to be looking at it strategically and saying, okay, how do I hire someone with the right DNA, with the right profile? in terms of who they are, 
work ethic, integrity, passion for results, um, you know, drive to increase their earning potential, all of that, and then teach that person those things real time that moves at the speed of, of the way that the online space is. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it, it completely does. Uh, and so what are, what are some of the areas in sales, particularly where you find automation to be really like a, a big needle mover? Yeah, well, I think that definitely, of course, like utilizing um, automation with email sequences and that type of thing is huge. I mean, if you look at just the email follow-up sequences that that we do after our webinars, after our Facebook challenges, after any type of launch, you know, we're, we're getting as many sales from that follow-up email sequence than we are, you know, during the, the live portion of it. So, you know, definitely email automation still works um, and utilizing it the right way in conjunction with really valuable content um, is still, you know, I think one of the most efficient ways. I think definitely scheduling saves tons of time, um, you know, when prospects, when you make it easy um, for prospects to be able to um, get a time on the calendar with a team member of yours or you yourself, if you're the person having the sales conversations in your organization, I think that's a great place to use it. Um, You know, I, I think that automation is many times you know, confused with kind of like doing the work. Like I I see a lot of people that, for example, want to automate a webinar before they've even gotten a webinar converting. And then they're like, automation stinks. It doesn't work like whatever. And it's like, well, no, like your, your strategy isn't, you know, refined enough yet to get it working for you. But if you get a webinar that's working for you and then you automate it, then, you know, chances are you can have success with that webinar, you know, being automated and converting that way. Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. And, and, and what is, what is your current team look like? Like who are the, you know, who are the different roles that you have on your team as you're growing? Yeah. So we have a full-time operations manager. We have a full-time PR and podcasting manager. We have a full-time marketing manager. We have a part-time salesperson. Um, we have a bookkeeper. We have legal. <laughs> Always need that. Um, and then, you know, just little contracting and outsourcing we're doing all the time. So we have a whole team of, of people that we still outsource things like design or copywriting. We have a designer on our team part-time, um, but we'll still outsource things that are more complex and that type of thing. So we have a combination of part-time, full-time interns and outsourcing that we utilize. And, and as you are growing your business, what's, what's the biggest challenge for you right now? Well, I think, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, so, so we are always doing an awful lot, like all at once. We try to be at the forefront, um, in the online space and, and, you know, obviously we're, we're also teaching a lot of what we do every single day. And we want to make sure we continue to raise the bar for ourselves so that we can pass that along to our clients. So for example, like this year, one of the things that we started doing a ton of was using Facebook challenges to fill our programs. And it worked extraordinarily well. We turned that right around and we have clients literally, I just got off the phone with one before we spoke and three days, $25,000 she made um, from basically I took exactly what we were doing in our challenges. I laid it out for her. I helped her design her challenge. We put in place every step she was going to take in the sequence, what the offer was going to be. And boom, it took her three days to make $25,000. So, you know, I think it's always trying to um, keep on top of what's working now because things do change so much and making sure that we're continuing to raise the bar so that we can continue to be leaders. You know, I think the, the second that 
that you stagnate, you know, your clients feel that too. Um, and for me, it's continuing to build our team, but making sure that I have a bit enough bandwidth to be able to train them and onboard them appropriately to help them really grow and maximize their roles. So like, for example, like we could hire another full-time person right now in the business, but I'm not because I want to continue to reinvest in some things I'm trying to work on with some of the people that I've already hired and invested in. And I don't want to cut into that to go hire someone new because then I won't get the full return on investment that is intended with those positions that I already hired for. So it's always kind of that balance of, you know, putting your foot on the gas, you know, as hard and as fast as you can to keep growing, but also making sure that you're caring for and tending to the investments that you've already made and that you're not compromising one to get the other. Yeah, that's that's a very uh, eloquent way of putting it. So that, I mean, that's great. Uh, And so, and how do you, like, what is, what are you spending most of your time on then? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's really three things, coaching my team, content creation being, you know, out front, the face of the business, and then obviously running my programs, um, coaching clients, running the programs, um, everything else besides that my team does. So those are really my three core focuses, elevating my team members, helping them improve and increase their performance and their production, um, being the face of the business. So live streaming, podcasting, speaking, you know, being out there, creating relevant content, that's going to make a difference for people to build the overall brand. Um, and then, you know, delivering on our promise to our clients. And and this is I mean I have to say honestly because I I work with so many companies and their growth is up and, and you you sound like you've got it really really dialed in so I'm not for what it's worth it's, it's very good. Um, what uh, what do your coaching programs look like? Like how what are the different sort of levels that people can can interact with you at? Yeah, definitely. So. We start off at the baseline level. Our first at like entry point is called the Simple Zero to 100K System. And that is a course with live streaming included that teaches people how to use content to get to six figures for the first time in their business. So I really walk people through A to Z, how to position themselves, package themselves, and create relevant content that converts so that they can get to the first 100K in their business. From that program, they move into the Unstoppable Entrepreneur. The Unstoppable program is a year-long business incubator, and it's for six-figure and above entrepreneurs that want to scale to seven. And it really focuses on going in-depth into all the tools that we use every day in my own business to grow. So A to Z podcasting for profitable growth, webinars, you know, that sell, uh, live streaming, referral marketing programs, um, you know, running, you know, basic Facebook ads and boosting posts and that sort of thing. So it's like A to Z and that is a coaching program. So there's live group coaching calls with me every week. Every person in the program gets an accountability coach on my team. Um, You know, we have a booming Facebook group, a membership site with 250 trainings, all of that. And then the next level up is the legacy leaders program and the legacy leaders is for seven figure plus entrepreneurs that are really honing in their skill set and their ability to coach and manage and grow a profitable team that can make sales for them. So it's really helping the CEO translate um, over into where they can start to pull back from the day to day and, you know, and really become more of the the oversight where they have time to spend time working on charities that they care about, start side projects and passion projects and that type of thing. And then we have like a bunch of other little programs. Like right now, one of my favorite programs that I'm running is, is a book intensive where I'm helping 
10 of my entrepreneurs to utilize the buildup, getting ready for their book launch as a way to scale their business from a, a branding perspective, a growth perspective, list building, group building, um, PR, like that type of thing. And we have a side hustle launch pad for individuals that are still working full time and want to start something on the side. That was a mouthful, wasn't no, it? No. <laughs> it, it, it's nice, obviously, when you have that sort of that, that very clear value ladder and progression, also something for people to aspire to, uh, because as I, as you obviously know, because you, you've, you've sort of stated this already, there are these sort of specific phases, right, to the businesses and everybody sort of thinks that their business is unique. But the truth is, is that they're not really in most ways. And a lot of the people that are making $100,000 are struggling with the exact same issues as all the other people that are making $100,000. Yes, yes, exactly. And they're very different, right? It is very different problems that need to be solved at each phase. And that's why we like broke it out the way that we did. I mean, even this year, I had no intention of starting this new program, the Side Hustle Launchpad, but actually it was really strange when we launched the Legacy Leaders Mastermind, which is my highest level program, we had all these people like responding to our sales email saying like, I want to be in that program one day, but I'm still working full time. Like, what do you have for me? Um, and so we were like, ding, 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 you know, okay. Like our market wants a side hustle launchpad. And so we started a side hustle launchpad. We did a Facebook challenge. We fill, filled the entire program um, organically, you know, from a Facebook group. And so I, I think there's so much to be said for having, um, you know, programs and products that serve um, the progression and creating an ecosystem that people can live in and grow through, you know, because otherwise they get bored and they leave or they have to go look outside of you to get the next step that they need. But also like for us, like we don't create anything unless our market demands it. So like I will offer nothing unless it's something that our people are saying, we want this from you. Where's your solution for this? Because I know when I started my business, I certainly had that same experience that I'm sure every entrepreneur does where I decided what I wanted to create and launch and it fell on its face horribly, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so the last question I would like to ask on these interviews is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And you can interpret that however you like. Yeah, my number one piece of advice in 2018 for entrepreneurs to be more effective is spend more time engaging directly with your target market. Oh, so I'm looking for three. Okay, so that would be number one. Yep. Right. Number two, I would say use live video. Use live video, use live video, use live video. Um, it's the biggest breakthrough, I think, in the last 50 years, um, you know, for business owners. And I think that it's still being significantly underutilized as a tool to sell and grow and market your business. So that would be number two. Um, and number three is I would I would say just stop comparing. You know, I, I think the the biggest things that kills people's dreams and discourages them and devastates them in business is they're comparing their chapter two to someone else's chapter 20. Just do you be confident, believe in yourself, take action, put one foot in front of the other, no matter where you are, you are on a journey that is unique to you and you alone. And you'll arrive at your destination at the exact time in the exact moment in the exact way that you were intended to. Awesome. Those are great. Kelly. Well, so Kelly, thank you so much for, for all your time. Uh, where can people find out more about you and, and maybe jump into one of those programs? 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, so two things. Um, number one, I would say I have a group on Facebook called the tribe of unstoppables where myself and my team are in there supporting entrepreneurs like you guys every single day to build and scale and grow. And you can, um, just search tribe of unstoppables on Facebook to, to become a part of that. We'd love to have you say you heard about us on the art of doing less or less doing. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think that, and also, uh, the, the podcast. So unstoppable success radio is a great resource for people. Um, if you want to learn how to have more success faster in your business without, you know, compromising your health, sanity, or quality of life along the way. So check out unstoppable success radio. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you again so much. That was great. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way, they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be. Go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.